pray the Lord will take up my slack where I lack and do what I can't do. And the word will come forth in such a way that you will gain some understanding and hold on to it. Genesis, that's the first book of Moses. Genesis actually means beginnings. Genesis, the first book of the Bible. This is what verse 5 says. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. You may be seated. I'm going to continue reading in the same chapter, verses 1 through 4. In the beginning, or could I say at first? Could I say at first? God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, empty. How about you? Are you without that form and are you really empty inside trying to fill that void with all kind of things you find in this life but to no prevail? And darkness was upon the face of the deep and the Spirit of God moved, that word move means hovered upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light and there was light. God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. He called the light day, and the darkness night, and this was the first day. I want to try, with the help of the Lord, bring you that thought, the first day. The first day. The word first means something happening before something else. Simple. Dominoes, before they begin to fall on one another, there has to be the first domino. Without the first domino, there would be nothing taking place. It means beginnings, and it means commencement. A start. You see, there's the first day of the week, which is, for some of you that may not know, is Sunday. Then you have the first day of the month. It could fall on any day. And the first day of the year, it could fall on any day. But there's always a first day of the week and the month. In a year. The Bible talks about the first fruits, the firstborn, giving hope to additional blessings for that which is to follow. The first fruits are not the only fruits, and the firstborn is not the only that are born. If so, we wouldn't be here. But without the first fruits, 
there's no promise of other fruits. And without the firstborn, there is no hope of another being born. The first day is vitally important with our walk with God, more so than I have ever understood it and possibly you. There's got to be a beginning or there'll be no end. There has to be a start or there'll be no finish. A racer can be at the starting block, but no gun sounds. No whistle is blown, and they're staying there at the start. But when the gun sounds, the first step, the first motion will determine his fate. In the race, you've always probably heard it that a runner that got off to a good start seemed to do better than when he got off to a bad start. Stay with me. It's the same thing with a swimmer in the Olympics as they pose on that particular starting block. They get their form. They cannot be without form. They've got to have form. A runner has to have form. And when it's sound to start, depending on are they late, are they early, or do they have that particular start where they immediately are so in position to finish The meat. You see, God picked the first day of the week for us to give our first fruits. Why? Was it just some coincidence? God doesn't do anything on happenstance. He picked the first day of the week for us to lay aside and to bring to give our first fruits because he wants to bless that which remains. Many Christians never have gotten that principle, so they hold on to the first fruits and they begin to realize my money doesn't go very far anymore. I'm having trouble doing this. I'm having trouble doing that. But those that have learned the principle, the first fruits, they understand if I give the first fruits, I've got God's assurance that I will have additional blessings. The firstborn assures the name of the Father to continue. Firstborn of the Son. It's amazing to me. Hear me. It's amazing to me that there were ten plagues. But the last plague was the most important plague of all of them. Number 10. You say, why? Because God cut off Egypt's future. He killed all the firstborn of everything 
the Egyptians, their servants, and their animals. He said, okay, Egypt, you wouldn't let my people go. Start again. Start over. The firstborn is so vitally important. The first fruits determine the blessings that will follow in my life. Scripture indicates that Jesus Christ is the cornerstone. The chief cornerstone. I'm not a builder. I can swing a hammer, but there's no telling where the nail will go or how the wall will be. But that cornerstone was the first stone laid on a foundation. It was laid in the corner, having an angle so that the direction of the rest of the stones could be in line with the cornerstone. Without the cornerstone, how would they know the correct direction to continue? I want you to think of it this way. When a virgin conceived by the Spirit of God, And in her there was a son. And we know God was in that son. And he was the firstborn. And the angel told Mary, Thou shalt call his name Jesus. Why? Because that's the name of God, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. He could have no other name but the name of his father because God is the first. He had no beginning. He'll have no end. He is the chief cornerstone. He gives direction. He tells us what to do so that he may bless us in the direction that he leads us in. Simple thought today. The first day. Wow. Who would have thought that the first day of the week was so important? Many spend today doing various things. If it was September Maybe they're having it now, pre-season. They would spend their days watching a pigskin being thrown around. No wonder the rest of their week, especially when their player doesn't do well or their team loses and they lose so much money, the rest of their week goes terrible. Today will determine the rest of your week. I'm not saying you won't have difficulties, but today will determine how you handle that difficulty. It will set 
a direction in your life. The way that God, our God, moved today, he is trying to say, I'm here, and you came on the first day. You're going to understand why we, as New Testament Christians, worship on the first day. Because the first day sets the rest of the week. It sets the rest of the month. It sets the rest of the year. Every time I come to church on the first day, not forsaking the gathering together as the manner of some is, I begin to set in motion my direction. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I'm getting excited about this first day. Getting excited about this first day. I mean, there's people today, for whatever reason, they may have said, I'm too tired to come. Well, you're going to be tired all week. I didn't want to go today because I was afraid the preacher was going to tell me what to do. You're going to have people telling you what to do all week. Oh, my. I want you to hear me for a moment. I want you to grip this and grasp it. Jesus, you think it was just arbitrary that Jesus said, There will be no sign given but the sign of Jonas. As Jonas was in three days and three nights in the well of belly, so shall the Son of Man be. You think it was a coincidence that he was going to come out of the grave on the first day? That Sunday, he wasn't raised up on the Sabbath. He did die, and he was buried. But on the first day, you see, the first day, you have a chance to be resurrected. On the first day, you have a chance to rise. You may come in here dead. You may come in here hopeless. You may come in here void. You may come in here empty. You may come in here saying, I don't know about this religion. Well, hon, it's not religion. It's a way of living the first day. Very early. Very early on the first day, he came out of the tomb. What am I doing very early on the first day? Then several women, same day, early. You you don't like that word, I know. Those that seek him early. Shall what? Find him. Those that seek him early. Well, these ladies, they were coming with spices because they wanted to anoint the body because that was their custom. They got to talking among themselves when they were on the way to this hole in the rock where never a man laid. Who will roll away the stone on the first day? When they got there, 
the stone was already moved on the first day. You see, when you get here, the stones already rolled away. You just got to wait till Jesus said, come forth, come forth. You just stay in the tomb. You'll never, never feel the experience that Lazarus felt dead four days. And when he heard the voice of God saying, Lazarus, come forth. He came out bound in grave clothes. And he looked at the others and said, loose him and let him go. Can you imagine what they were feeling on the first day? There was some excitement as they got closer. You see, you come here, you get up. There may not be that excitement. Oh, boy. I could have used another hour. Oh, man, I'm achy and I'm hurting and I just don't know about this. You see, that's how they were. They were hurting inside on their way to the tomb until they could see the stone rolled away. And then all of a sudden, they begin to say, what? What's going on here? What's happening here? And then on either side, they begin to see angels. And, and, and they wanted to know when they happened to see Jesus and didn't reckon, tell me, tell me, tell me where you laid him, thinking he was a gardener. And he just spoke her name. Did you hear your name being spoken today? Did you hear it on the first day? The first day. It's not a coincidence that Jesus became the firstborn of the dead on the first day. It's not a coincidence that he became the first fruits on the first day. Stay with me for a moment. My daughter, get ready to come. This is not going to be a long sermon. Have we ever really thought about the day of Pentecost? Have you ever really stopped and thought about what Pentecost is? And how it's a festival, a feast. And how on the 50th day, it's complete. Seven Sabbaths or Saturdays must pass. But then on the 50th day, can somebody tell me what the 50th day would be? The first day. Y'all are not putting this together. When the day of Pentecost was fully come on Sunday morning, there came a sound from heaven as a rush and mighty wind. It filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues as a fire. And it set upon each of them. And they were all filled on the first day. Giving hope. They were the first ones filled with the Holy Ghost. Is that right? But they weren't the last. And you didn't have to be filled on the first day after the first day. But being filled on the first day 
gave assurance that others were going to follow. Jesus being resurrected on the first day gives me a confidence. It may not be a Sunday. It may not be a Monday. I don't know what day he's coming, but because he was resurrected on the first day, I know I also in my own order shall be resurrected. The first day. Quit coming to church on the first day thinking I'm just coming because I know it's the right thing to do. Come in mind. I got to prepare my first fruits. I got to understand that they could be my Pentecost. I've got to understand I may be coming in here broken. I may be coming in here depressed. I may be coming in here bound. I may be coming in here diseased. I may be coming here in situations that I don't want to be in. But because uh, he is the firstborn of every creature, he's the firstborn of the dead. He's the first fruit, the chief cornerstone. There is hope on the first day. Daughter, come on. Do you understand the simple message? That when you come to church on the first day, we don't have to even say Sunday. We're having church on the first day of the week. Because I want my week to go in the right direction. You see, I'm setting a stone today. I'm holding on to the promises that God made me today. Yeah, I may not be in the best of moods, you would say. Uh, things have happened. Uh, uh, things went on. Uh, I was invited, but I didn't really know what to expect. And so I just came anyway. And man, did I get an eyeful. Yeah, but, but hey, when the preaching goes and the anointing goes, uh, you begin to settle down a little bit and you begin to listen. And something begins to grip your heart. Why? Because it's the first day. And the Word of God. The Word of God came forth. And gave light from the darkness on the first day. He created heaven and earth on the first day. He separated light and darkness on the first day. The great thing about God is... So I don't get the best start that I wanted to get on this particular first day. If God tarries, I got another first day coming. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to get right back in the chalks. I'm going to I'm gonna wait when God begins to move and God begins to. Oh, no, you're not listening. When he begins to sound that gun, I'm not waiting for you, honey. I'm not looking to my left or right. What you're doing is my neighbor. I'm looking at the finish line. I've got my eye on the mark. Oh, I'm forgetting about last first day, last race. I got another one to run right here. You see, God, because he's been resurrected, gives us hope that every first day we come to church, we can start again. We can have another beginning. We can stand to your feet.
you can be renewed in the Holy Ghost on the first day. Doesn't matter if it's been a year since you spoke in tongues today. And I got better news. You've never spoken in tongues. What better day than the first day? The first day. I pray you never look at Sunday the same way again. It's not just a day. It's not just a day that Christians picked to worship the Lord. I don't know why they picked it. I really don't know. You might hear this or that or whatever. But now I know for me. You see, the Sabbath today remaining in the Holy Ghost. It's not a physical day. This first day, I can be renewed today. Oh, some of you long to be renewed and get back to the place that you once were. You long for it. Why not start on the first day? You see, on the first day, when you hit that first domino, they all don't fall at one time. Now, it's fast. But with God, it may be slow. But without the first day, there's no other movement to the last day. We get too impatient sometimes. We've got to understand that there has to be a beginning. There has to be a start. And that start may not be what somebody else wants or expects. It's irrelevant. It's you and God. That's where it's at. And you know something? He knows you better than I know you. And he knows what he can do and what he can't do and how fast he can take you and how fast he can't take you. But as long as I'm going to the next day. You know, he wasn't through with creation on the first day, was he? But he wouldn't have went to the second day without the first day. Can I give you another little nugget? I don't know what day I'm in, but I did have a first day. But until God is through with me, it'll never be the seventh day in my walk with God. Because the seventh day he rested. And said, it is good. So when that seventh day comes, whether in the rapture or whether in my death, that will be the seventh day where God will say, I've rested working on him. Will he say about you and about me, it is good? You determine the first day in your life. What will you do now? As my daughter sings and the altar is open.